you can learn how to play a musical instrument without having to take expensive traditional lessons. With Musician, you can learn guitar, piano, ukulele, bass, or singing at your own home at your own pace and for a fraction of the price of traditional lessons. Become the musician you always wanted to be. Visit musician.com slash Doug to try Musician with a 20% discount using the code D-O-U-G. Hey everybody, welcome to Good Days Will Happen. That was suggested by Randy on Patreon. Be sure to support this show. Join the 420 Club at patreon.com slash gettingdug. There's lots of perks. They're all listed there. Doug plugs. I'm going to be at Zany's in Rosemont, Illinois this weekend. Saturday I'm doing stand-up at 420, and then Sunday I'm doing Doug Loves Movies at 420. So if you're anywhere near the... Uh, O'Hare area, the O'Hare Be sure to uh, come by there. And then on Monday night, May sixth, I'm doing stand up at Zany's in Chicago. Very nice, intimate venue. For all my dates and deets, go to DougLovesMovies.com and enjoy the show. Blast off. Here we are in the basement on a special Monday live edition of Getting Dug with High. We've got an old bee and a new bee joining us in the basement are Box Brown and Larry Charles. Of course, Larry's rode in on his horse um, yeah. before, but this is Box's first time. It's a fun name to say with a S at the end there, Boxes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you want to have a friend named Box, don't yeah. you? It is a great yeah, uh, name cool. to be able to throw around that you know somebody named that. Um, let me show right away. This is so exciting. Got a copy of your, uh, would you call this a graphic novel? I do, but it's not really a novel because it's nonfiction. So it's mm -hmm. like graphic nonfiction, I guess. Graphic nonfiction yeah. book. Yeah. Of uh, a saga, beautiful. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, it's you know. Wow. I, I, I dare say it makes learning about uh, the history of legalization, or I should say, illegalization Illegal. of weed in America. It's like you know, a lot of it's pretty depressing and got a lot of you know interesting facts. But at the same time, it, it's all presented in such a nice way. You know, it's like. Kind of like, re you know, something for somebody who doesn't like reading. Yeah, it is. It slips under comic the door. Books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great for kids. Yeah. yeah. Great yeah. for kids. Yeah, yeah, give it to the kids. Does yeah. it have swearing in it at all? Yeah, there's a, some swearing. But great. you know what? You can't hide the truth from the from kids. You know? yeah. The children. The children must know the it, truth. It actually is something that would be in high schools and stuff like that, and the high school library and things like that, too. I would like wow. to go to that high school. That would be yeah. a good school to go to. Oh, speaking of, uh, oh, it's uh, 19 minutes after the hour. My alarm just went off, but I've got hey, it on silent. So. Um, we got a couple of things for you guys to choose from today. We got a sativa called Tangy and an indica called Gushers. We've loaded everything up with the sativa because our guests tend to prefer that. It's funny, I was in a, 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 a marijuana, what do you call it? Marijuana store, I guess, dispensary. <laughs> and um, 
<laughs> I was in there. That works. I guess. Yeah, right? And I was in there yesterday, and uh, the sail shelves is all hybrids and indicas. Yeah. Because they're, the sativas are just moving better, and I feel like... Uh, it's people not need that. to know that indicas aren't that much heavier than well, sativas. Also, it's, not just that, it's not just that. Sativa doesn't grow. Indicas grow more bountifully than sativas. So people grow indicas because it's more cash back on it. You get make more money off of it. But I read an article recently about the, the scientific basis of that and that actually a lot of that is an illusion. Also, the yeah. difference between the two strains is not nearly as pronounced as people think it is. It's kind of a psychological or conditioned kind of response. But it's weird, though, because if you take diamonds, like dab diamonds, which are just pure THC, and none of that flavor and like of the different strain, it's a totally different experience than when you get the full flavor from the weed. This guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, so. um, yeah. Please go ahead and uh, uh, smoke cool. something while I. Uh, so you go like. <coughs> you get like you pipes donated. You must get a lot of pipes donated to you. Yeah, a lot of stuff uh, falls uh, falls into my lap. All, all of this stuff here, I believe, has been given to me at one time or another, and uh, people are very generous. But I also discourage it because you know, I do all right. I don't. I don't need free stuff. <laughs> but you get a lot of artistic. A lot oh of yeah, artistic, a lot of it's uh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah a lot of really it's nice very looking. cool. And um, I want to say it again. The book is called Cannabis: The Illegalization of Weed in America. And this is interesting, like an almost like a theme show, because Larry, you have a new series on Netflix. <laughs> yes. So you might be a little sick of talking about it at this point. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's, uh, but it also has the word um, America. <laughs> <laughs> but actually it doesn't. It's the most dangerous yeah, it doesn't have comedy America in the world. <laughs> One hit and he's gone already. It's, it's in the world. America's in the world. Dangerous. Most dang it's called Larry Charles' Dangerous World. I'm saying they're both geographically based. In the world, yes. right. It's not an outer, <laughs> no comedy in outer space yet. So that's next. So uh, you go, you went around to lots of crazy places. Like, yes. Uh, very dangerous work you were doing. Mogadishu, Somalia. Yeah. Uh, Iraq. Um, I went to uh, Saudi Arabia. I went to Liberia, Nigeria, all kinds of uh, Palestine, and met comedians there, just but, like just like you, only in those places. Right. Where I mean, I did it to get laid, but they're doing it because <laughs> to stay alive. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. way, it's way more important. Different, different different career paths in America <laughs> versus the rest of the world. Rest of the, yeah. In, in America, it's like pilot, uh, stand-up special, you know, TV show of some kind. In these other countries, it's like torture, prison, death. Yeah. That's really the career. That's what you get for, for doing yes, comedy. Yes, exactly. And that, but that's how badly people need it, is that they yeah. end up doing it anyway. Which is the real lesson of the show for me that I learned on the road was people need it the way they need food, the way they need sleep, the way they need sex, the way they need to breathe, they need to laugh. And that was kind of a revelation for me. I didn't go in looking for that, but that's what I found. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, I think. Yeah, I, it's, I, I saw, you know, we're very complacent here. We're complacent in our comedy to some degree. We're complacent in the society because we've had it good. You know, we yeah. can pretty much, we can smoke pot in, in, on, in public here. But in these countries, you can't even criticize the leadership of the country in public without risking uh, imprisonment, torture, or death. And so the people there are willing to die for their freedom and their democracy, and they're willing to get on stage and talk about that. And that is a, a different stakes 
than we have in the comedy here. You could bomb here, but there you're literally, when there's bombing and there's killing, we're <laughs> yeah. talking a literal kind of version of it. Yeah. No, it, it, it's always been very strange to me that all the comedy words about how well you did are all so violent. So violent, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. because as you know... I brought them joy and laughter because yes. I killed them. Yes, yes. And I heard dead. Well, you know, <laughs> comedians, comedians and cartoonists also have a very... They're very much in touch with their darkness, their dark uh -huh. side, their shadows. And there is a kind of an anger that drives a lot of this kind of stuff. And so that kind of makes sense that there would be so many violent uh, metaphors for comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Yeah, comics get persecuted all over the world too. I mean, look at like um, right, that's you know, so true. Muhammad cartoons and things like that. Uh, I met comedians in Turkey. I was in Turkey and I met I met a, a comic book artist in Turkey uh -huh. who told me about a number of other uh, cartoonists who had been jailed in uh -huh. Turkey. Tur uh -huh. We forget that Turkey is also a place where journalists are jailed, like in Saudi Arabia. Uh -huh. Very very similar kind of system. So there's this suppression of ideas almost everywhere, you know, and we're like one step behind that, fortunately. Yeah. But, you know, it's a, it's a scary thought that we could be there. But you never went to anywhere in America. Uh, yes. You did? I did. I spoke Went's to... Went to a dangerous place in America for comedy. Well, I spoke to, uh, for instance, uh, Native American comedians. And so I was able to talk to them about what it's like to be a Native American in this country and try to do stand-up comedy, which is a challenge. Yeah. Um, I spoke to uh, Rick Shapiro. Do you know Rick Shapiro? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I spoke to people who have uh, severe disabilities or terminal illnesses who do comedy. Um, I spoke to uh, black uh, Miss Pat. You know Miss Pat. Mm -hmm. So I spoke to Miss Pat because Miss Pat was in prison. Miss Pat was a drug dealer. You know Miss Pat was an unwed mother. Oh, and you abused. should talk to Tim Allen. And eventually, <laughs> hopefully, I will talk to Tim <laughs> Allen. So I talked. I talked to Americans who uh, have been in very dangerous uh, situations mm -hmm. in their life and who still found comedy to to have that tool to be that tool for healing. And there's certainly plenty of people and places you didn't get to in this first. Oh my goodness! The first yes. run. So, yes. you, so you're looking to do more. I would love to do more. Look, there's always dangerous places. Unfortunately, since I did that show, you have things going on in Yemen, in the Congo, in Venezuela. I'm in touch with Venezuelan comedians right now, like uh, like Nacho Redondo and these guys who are dealing with the same thing in a chaotic uh, a country that's undergoing kind of a revolution, and they're trying to be comedians and talk about what's going on and stay safe at the same time. So yes, there's lots of places to visit uh, where this story continues. Right on. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody, even if it doesn't sound interesting to you, just download it on Netflix just to give him the hit. Yeah. But also, you know? here's the thing. I mean, he did do a very good job describing it. No, I, I mean, it sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, 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 sorry. It's actually really... It's a, I'm sure it's, it's a, very it's, funny. It's fun and I'm funny. I'm scared yeah, of it, yeah, to be yeah. honest with yes, you. Yes. It scares me. I feel the way about Game of Thrones. I don't want to watch because I want to see all those people die. This, at least at the end, you'll laugh and feel better. So. I watched it last night and it scared the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, don't tell me because I haven't seen it yet, so... Well, I, I don't know how I react. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people little... die on my show. Also, people do die on my show, and it is sad when they do die. Of but um, it is in the, it is it's a real thing. It's real, you know. And comedy in that context is not often examined. And Netflix is just a great place to do something like that with because they didn't. Uh... They, didn't they let give me you, do it. They didn't give you I, notes or anything. Yeah, really. I don't think anybody else would have let me do it. So they did let me do it, and I'm extremely grateful about that. Yes, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So, like you, 
Do you have somebody, I know you're like running this whole thing and I've been doing it for a super long time. I'm just trying to relate it to my world. Do you have somebody that you bounce this stuff off of, like an editor? Or are you just executive decision? Well, I, I have to be able to sort of stand behind my decisions the way you do when sure. you do when you yeah, do your yeah. work. You know, I, I, it's I, just me. I, I only it's just me. You're spot, you have. All but I do need. I certainly, as Doug does, or in this kind of a medium, you need other people, and you need sure. to trust yeah, those yeah. other people, and you need to trust their judgment and taste yeah, also. Yeah. So yeah, I will bounce things off. But I'm very spontaneous. Mm -hmm. And a situation like this, like we're walking in Mogadishu, I just need a, a crew that can pivot. Sure, you know, yeah, if yeah. things are looking like they're dangerous here to get go this way or turn the camera on or do and that kind of stuff is is uh, you need a crew that's in sync yeah, with you. Yeah. And if you do that, then everybody's together. Yeah, yeah. It works like a team. Is it safe to assume you, you you over the years you've used some of the same people because uh, obviously you weren't doing you weren't being sneaky about filming with the dangerous comedy right, specials right, but yeah. you but with the Borat stuff and, yes. and well, Bruno Borak, and all that yes, it's like the Borat guys uh, the, the guys who, who I shot Borat and Bruno with were the same guys because they were also not just willing to pivot turn the camera but also stand there when people when are about to beat the shit is going down yeah. yeah people are about to beat the shit out of us <laughs> and i would say keep filming do yeah. not turn that that's camera that's the part off. we really yeah, yeah. need to get we're never yeah. going to be in this situation again you must keep filming yeah. and those guys had the balls to do that and so i used them again obviously yes I that wasn't called for here fortunately so yeah. i did a book about andy kaufman right. and i often think about borat as kind of like something that that character andy kaufman it's an andy kaufman Esque thing. Absolutely. Well, I worked with Andy Kaufman on a show called Fridays. If you've ever, you obviously know that. And so I was one of the writers on that show when he disrupted the show. We yeah, all had, yeah. we all planned that backstage. Michael Richards and Mike, uh, Michael Richard. Most of the the actors didn't really know. Okay. The actors didn't know. The the crew didn't know. Mm -hmm. But the writers knew, and they watched with glee as as we kind of broke through this fourth wall. Right. It was really a very transgressive act. And yes, it is a connection. It's kind of almost an anti-comedy connection yeah. from Andy Kaufman who wasn't interested in getting laughs he was interested in a reaction right and and Borat and Sasha with Sasha yeah does. yeah yes, absolutely definitely. I think, and, so I love Andy Kaufman I wrote a book <laughs> yeah. about Andy Kaufman yeah, yeah. right me too, so me too. Love him too. yeah yeah so like Andy right like he ah man he's so great he was so great. So he influenced pro wrestling in a way, and he doesn't yes. get any credit for this, right? So true. Right. Yeah. So, so true. He, well, he died in 1984. He was like one of the first, the first celebrity Maybe. in pro wrestling. Even, even, right. the, even the fact that sure. people, even that, that got any play at all, right. shows you the magic of Andy Kaufman. Sure. That people would even consider <laughs> that he was kidding about that. You know? <laughs> it did, then it, as soon as, right after he died in 1985, then it was like Cindy Lauper, Mr. T, all the stuff. All those people died? No, no. <laughs> 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 right, Captain, right Captain after. Lou, Captain yeah. Lou. Yeah, no, it's true. He really, uh, like, uh, I, you know, I even went and saw him live at a show where he just wrestled random people. Mm -hmm. uh, it was, right, at, it right. was at a school down in San Diego, uh, college, and, um, uh, yeah, he, uh, he really, he got that whole kind of, like, comedic heel thing going. Yeah. Yeah, he was you know, good. where he like was, you, yeah. you're having fun hating a person. He was better well, exactly. at it than half the guys. <laughs> That's exactly right. He was better at it than half the guys on the roster when he was in Memphis. Like he was came in from outside and was amazing at it. Like yeah. as good as Jerry the King Lawler and stuff. Yeah, yeah and went, certainly went head to head with him on on Letterman Absolutely. and stuff. But you're right. He changed the audience dynamic because 
he kind of found in wrestling this concept of the audience being part of the show. Mm -hmm. Like the audience knows it's fake, but they love it anyway. It's right. enjoyable to, it's cathartic to root for the bad guy or be feel good about the good guy losing. Right. And Andy Kaufman tapped into that in a comedic way that had never really been mm -hmm. done before. I mean, mm -hmm. he broke so much ground in his short time doing his comedy that it's it's still felt today in a mm -hmm. lot of ways, oh, yeah. I agree. He's one of the most influential, if not the only influential, comedian yeah. there really is. Uh, maybe he and Richard Pryor are the two most influential comedians that still have an impact Back today. today. Mm -hmm. They'll be saying that about you in, in 10 years. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. I was just running, trying to run through my head other names of people that have had that kind of impact as those two, and it's you know, it's few, and the ones that do, they they blow it at s somewhere along the way. I mean, certainly yeah. Richard Pryor had some awful bad things going on in his life, but uh, but his comedy legacy seems seems yes. to be Are pretty you thinking about like pretty Murphy set, or or like Steve uh, Martin or Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you nothing know? nothing will help an icon more than early death. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what preserves yes. yeah. preserves the legacy. Yes. You know? Yeah, so. I mean, can you imagine if Cosby died at the height of the Cosby Show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He would, he would be exactly. a deity for the rest that's of time. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> or if Elvis Presley was alive today, how he... sad that would be. You know? <laughs> well, John, John, it was John Lennon's birthday recently. You, just, you forget that you know he died at 40. Whereas McCartney, McCartney had to go through a whole series of stages where he got no respect at all right. for a long time. And now he's alive so long, he's one he's of those guys like Betty back. White, yeah, right, yeah. that people are just respecting him for being alive yeah, still. Yeah, you know? that's true. So it works out okay. Being alive and always seeming perky. Yeah. You know, so you never shows up anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the early public pot smokers, by the way. He was an early public pot smoker. Yeah, no, and that's why when people say to me, how can you fly with weed? I go, because if you couldn't, you, we would read about famous people getting arrested with it all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> because that's what happened to the Beatles. They couldn't fly anywhere yeah, without yeah, getting yeah, arrested yeah. for having something. So yeah, yeah. true, so true. <laughs> all right, we got to go to our first break. This is awesome. Having a lot of fun here in this basement in Culver City. And <laughs> we'll be right back. Looking for a snack that's peanut better? Pop Chips Nutter Puffs have improved upon the timeless snack classic peanut butter. Nutter Puffs have taken everything you love about peanut butter, all that joy, all those memories, and packed it into one perfectly snackable puff. Nutter Puffs is the latest craveable creation from Pop Chips, a brand that knows a thing or two about snacking your heart out. Nutter Puffs are crispy corn puffs coated in real peanut butter and packed with five grams of protein per serving for a snack that's as satisfying as it is sensible. Made with simple ingredients, it's the simple joy of peanut butter in every bite. What I love about Nutter Puffs is they are a perfect afternoon snack. The chocolate peanut butter ones are great for when I'm looking for something a little sweet and savory. Stock up on Nutter Puffs today. Go to Amazon.com slash popchips and use the code 20DUG, that's the number 20 plus Doug at checkout to get 20% off your order of Nutter Puffs. That's Amazon.com slash popchips with special code 20DUG. Is the fun in the bedroom ending a little too quickly? Want it to last longer? I know most guys aren't thrilled at the thought of opening up to a doctor about performance problems, but with ForHims.com, the wellness brand for men, you can get access to physical consultations and prescription treatments online. Just visit ForHims.com and they'll connect you to a doctor online who can evaluate you and help identify the right treatment for you. 
Then it will be delivered right to your door in discreet packaging. This means no more awkward in-person doctor's appointments. So if you want to slow your roll and make the good times last, go to 4 And now, my listeners and viewers get a special offer. You can get started for just $10 when you go to 4 slash Doug10. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash Doug10. See website for full details and safety information. Yeah. <laughs> How many comedies do people die at the end? Hmm. Well, only ones made by Larry Charles. That's right. Apparently. Yeah. I, I, I had more deaths like on Seinfeld. I used to kill people on Seinfeld even. That so was always I, your idea. I love like that. The yeah, I love, I love that. because it's like it's a sitcom and you get to kill somebody. I like that concept. You know, that seems <laughs> exciting to me. Yeah. But that's me. All right. Okay. Well, we're back with that's Larry Charles and Box Brown, the author of Cannabis: The E-Legalization of Weed in America. Also, draw all the pretty pictures. Well, I thought you were going to say my name. I'm prematurely waved. Now I feel lame. What? Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to say my name, so I started waving because I had oh. smoke in my mouth, but then you didn't. So I'm just over here waving. Anyway, hi, I'm everyone. just going on and on about our guests. That's Alicia, everybody. <laughs> and she is going to lay some uh, heavy... Is it heavy this week or light or a little of both? You know, news is always heavy. <laughs> heavy That's true. because it matters. Um... Well, I'm inspired to bring this up first solely because of this hat. Um, Texas, congratulations. Yay. Because <laughs> Texas has been um, a medical state. Um, however, it's only been for very extreme Severe cases of epilepsy, extreme. and only 50 doctors in the whole state could even prescribe that. So It's a it huge state. A huge state. Very big. So that was really difficult, and they did just, uh, they have a new bill now, and it's going to take a little bit to go into effect, but. It really does cover uh, physical and mental and neurological conditions. It's very thorough and good. So, for the record, I'm from Brooklyn, by the way, just not from Texas. <laughs> yeah, I got thrown from a yeah. horse when I was in day camp once, Ooh. and that's about it. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, you just that works. You just like the hat. Is what you're saying. You got to be crazy not to wear a cowboy hat if you want to deal with sun. You know, it's like it's such a practical hat. People don't realize they have this kind of image that it means something like you're a cowboy, but actually it's just pragmatic. It there's just only means a few, you hate the sun. There's only a few of those hats you can choose from. It's like that, pit helmet. It's, it's right. You know, you're not going to wear a pith helmet. You know, yeah. a pith helmet's too much of a commitment, I mm -hmm. think. So this this seems like I can integrate. Okay. Yeah, Ingratiate you know, myself. like you pulling off the baseball cap. That's uh, yeah. that works for it's to hard a to, certain point, but you know, after a while, it's like, what are you? Yeah, it's hard to buy a baseball cap if you don't like any sports. Right. So I, I like blank ones. I got. I got a. Yeah, this I one like was ones blank. To start zero conversation. This was blank, and I bought a cap. <laughs> you just look at your hat and go, yeah. "Well, I can't really." Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice color, I guess. Cowboy <laughs> hats don't have. A, see, they should do that. Yeah. Cowboy hats with things on them. Yeah. Right? Oh, mm -hmm. that's a lot. That's a business idea. <laughs> Somebody write that down. Right, I gotta throw in something here, Alicia, oh, real quick. Sure. Uh, I'm very excited about this. Uh, every year, Jimmy Pardo, mm -hmm. uh, our friend that doesn't smoke weed, so he's never been on this show, uh, <laughs> he does a thing called the Pardcastathon, and it's like a really long uh, show that uh, you know that streams live, and it is. Uh, 
basically a charity event for this uh, for Smile Train. Do you familiar with Smile Train? No. They're the people that go out in the third world countries and fix uh, little kids that have a cleft palate. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, they, sure. You know, one that. surgery yeah. costs about two hundred fifty bucks and changes their whole life. Wow! Mm. And uh, so every year they they've uh, I think they've raised like a million dollars so far uh, doing this uh, podcastathon every year. So it's this Saturday. May 4th, you can watch it live at nevernotfunny.com. And then also we're gonna have, uh, if you go to podcastathon.com or smiletrain.org slash podcast, hopefully we'll get all of this on the uh, screen. <laughs> but if, if you go, you know, figure it out. Figure out a way to get there. Also the douglasmovies.com site has links to an auction where you can bid to be a guest on this show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll hopefully get, like, you know, somebody's, like, you know, a few, I'll read few hundred dollars. I'll right to their face. Yeah. I want $500 <laughs> or more because that'll be at least two children will get the uh, surgeries. And, uh, yeah, Smile Train's a, a, a great organization Whoa. if you just want to go just straight up donate. All right, so all of that's cool. out, of the, out of the way. Back to Alicia with more Pot Topics. Sure. Uh, well, I thought having you on today, we would actually, we talk so much about America. Um, but, you know, cannabis is all over the world. So I thought we'd talk about some of the countries that are still the most dangerous to have cannabis in currently. Um, you probably have some good guesses of what those might be, I'm assuming. I know the, uh, the South Asian countries like Thailand and those countries, any kind of drugs you have, they will immediately kill you. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, Japan, I but I don't do, too. I don't mess around at all in yeah. other countries. Yeah. I just do, I just don't because it's of not the, worth it's, it. most countries are really uh, draconian when it comes so, to yeah. the rules. I ran into this issue, right? So I went to France last year and like, I don't know about you guys, but like taking a week off Cold turkey is very I difficult. Know. Yeah, it's, it's hard, man. It actually, like my symptoms, like eh, you know, it's difficult. So that's I, the longest period I go without smoking these days is on a flight to Europe. Right, you know, <laughs> just the flight. Just the flight. Yeah. So like, I brought, I... I brought some edibles with me to France, and um, my publishers were like, "You're fucking nuts, man." What are you <laughs> and I was like, "I had to. I don't know what to do, man. Yeah. You got to do something." <laughs> Yeah, it's very yeah. difficult. These other yeah. But so you brought the stuff and nothing bad nothing happened. happened. No. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's edibles. Yeah, yeah. It was just so, looked like you could take you could take vapes. I mean, you could take almost anything. Like yeah. you say, they're not really bothering anymore with mm -hmm. that stuff. Right? Well, especially domestically. Domestically, but it's, yeah. when but you yes, travel internationally, it gets tricky. And you never mm -hmm. know how little it might be that could get you into trouble. It just yeah. is not worth mm -hmm. it. You know, it's really not worth it at this stage of history. Yeah, and also, you know, maybe next time try to just know people there. Yeah, you I know? did. <laughs> you know what's funny when I, I do that? Friends, when you get when there. I do that in Europe, though, they all put tobacco in their Ugh. joints and. Oh, I want to die. That's right. I can't do that either. Way more messed up that got me back on cigarettes for a while, actually. Oh, I wound right. up smoking so many splits with tobacco that I wound up going back to cigarettes. It took me seven years to get off it again. Wow. Yeah. Right, very where addictive. Else? Very where addictive. else should we not go with weed? Where else is super dangerous? You tell me. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, just to give some facts, because there's so much we could talk about here. Um, Singapore is kind of considered to be the most dangerous still. Uh, and so there's death for anything that's over 500 grams. Um, but, well, that's the, a lot. but but the thing that about, is a lot. You don't deserve death. Grams. Grams. It that's is a lot. lot, but you're going to be punished for <laughs> pretty much any amount. Amazing. But the reason it's actually considered to be the most dangerous is not just because of that, but it's because a lot of these countries are very harsh on their own people if they're caught. But if a foreigner, you know, if we as an American right. go, it's more likely you're just going to be deported. But Singapore 
does not care where you're from, oh. and they're going to treat you the same no matter what. So I think more as a, a traveler standpoint, in fact, I, I was reading that Singapore is on the Canadian, not on their no-fly, but they have really heavy warnings to not even go there because um, Singapore can also drug test you as soon as you land. And oh. if you test positive, even though you consumed it <laughs> in a completely <laughs> legal place, hell, they can yeah. still, you know, Do proceed. Not tour Singapore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So pretty crazy. I didn't That's know that. Which, but you know, if I may, there are Americans in American prisons uh -huh. uh, who are there for two joints who are still doing Absolutely. time. Also. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so insane. It's pretty crazy here as well, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Depending and what state. And all the also. stuff that in these other countries, right? So this is in my book. So let me talk about it a little bit. So yes, of yeah. course. We, uh, this was like our idea. America's idea to make this illegal. And we forced everybody in the UN to sign off on it and make it illegal in their countries. So this was an American idea that we spread out. Now, things might have turned out differently if we didn't do that. They might still have illegal weed in Singapore, but, mm -hmm. like, we made all of these countries in the 50s sign on to this illegalization thing, including India, which had been using cannabis in, in their culture for time since time immemorial, mm -hmm. and we made them make it illegal. We can imagine if we made, if Americans made, or if India made red wine illegal for Christian services, the kind of outrage that would cause. Anyways, but this is what we did. America did this. What we did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> and that was basically just to put uh, people of color and the poor in yeah, prisons. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's the same thing. When you think about it, when I started True doing research. as well. Yeah, well, this was the point of it. When, yeah. we, when I just started doing research, you know, you're like, you, I know that like people of color are put in prison now in greater numbers than than white people even though use rates are the same but i didn't realize that that was the point of the law from the beginning right was to do that right and it's functioning the way it was supposed to and i like that's what makes me crazy about east in the east coast we're still dealing with legalization we have medical but it's very fucked up because it's really really high priced and mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. companies that are out that started out here like cresco yaltra started out here, now they're, they can't compete in this actual market, so they're going into all these states that are just medical, making it so they're one of the only companies allowed to produce, and then charging extremely high prices to, pati to patients only. Mm -hmm. PA is a patient-only state. Mm -hmm. And the stuff that Cresco's charging $65, $80 for there goes for $40 here, and it's a high-tax high state. So it's like this insane price gouging of all patients i go to the i go to the dispensary it's all it's medical patients there's people mobility issues they and they're they're not they're not letting people have um th uh, visitors to help them get to the dispensary you have to get your, a patient caregiver card even to like wheel somebody from the door to the place where they're getting the, the weed so it's this it's it's wild here i think people don't forget that live on the West Coast because it's so different. The East Coast is still completely draconian, and and it's not getting better. And politicians, you think that are on your side or not? New Jersey, we we talked so much about on the show about because mm -hmm. we we're like this is going to happen. They are going recreational in the next month, and I don't think anybody. And what saw they that didn't do because the they were trying to make this uh, legal recreational thing happen. They're like it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We don't have to fix the worst medical cannabis system in the country because this recreational law will fix it. And then it didn't pass, and now they still have the worst 
medical laws in the country, $600 ounces for patients. There's two dispensaries in the whole state. Like, it's terrible. Sorry to be a downer. No, no it's, it's all right. But there are, bad yeah. but there are little, little good things. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, you know, there is the fact that there would be less incarceration Absolutely. in those places. But that's what we should be focusing on. The, rec- the, the New Jersey law should just be, first thing, legalization. No more arrests. Stop the bleeding. Then let out everybody you have arrested yeah. for those crimes. Then go. take oh, your time. Insane. Then take your time figuring out how you're going to sell it. Take do whatever. But you're stopping. New Jersey's still arresting like something like 59 people per day. They were they want people. They want to get the money from the arrests right up to the moment where it's legalized, so they can turn them into customers. Right. They don't want any gap there. But please, but there there are you know there are issues, and I'm curious how you feel about this actually, because there are issues in the California pot industry also. Mm-hmm. Like right now, what's going on in the economics of the California pot industry is that the black market is surging again, mm-hmm. despite the burgeoning legal market, mm-hmm. because it is overpriced, right. because the of the overhead. Tax. It's a super high tax. Yeah, these post taxes mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. I think, People the are still turning to the black market to yeah. buy their pot in a, in a state like California, where you can walk into any dispensary and, and buy it legally. The thing so. that's going to ha- change everything is if they deschedule and allow shipping over state lines, all of this stuff ends, because then you can order it's a real market. It's a real competition. Only the strong will survive. And all these places that are the, the crazy fluctuation high pricing, it's just going to bottom out. The price is going to go way down because we all know it's like growing tomatoes. Imagine they charge $5,000 a pound for tomatoes. Like, that wouldn't make sense to anyone. So that's what they're doing with cannabis. But will it be classified in order to go across state lines? Like, think how much difficulty it is with even even uh, like tobacco or alcohol still mm-hmm. to cross state lines to distribute. It, it may be the same problem with pot. But they unless do it's it, treated, though. it's done. It's done in a very different system. And again, mm-hmm. like that costs a lot of money for the apparatus and the infrastructure of that system. And somebody has to pay for that. But, right now, but the, the, the shipping system. Sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. The shipping system for beer is way different than weed, though. Yes. So, yes. I mean, yes. it's a completely and you can but go. If, but your idea, which I think is a great idea, which is once across the state lines, the rules will change. Absolutely. But that's is. what they have to figure out: is how to cross state lines. What what rules need to change to make that happen? Mm. To bring the prices down and make it more egalitarian. You know. But if it's descheduled, they can't stop it from happening. It's happening. That's it. Yeah. It's over. Right. I mean, well, that's like the end of prohibition, exactly. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's something that happened. Yeah. You know, we were able to, as a country, we were able to start prohibition and end and prohibition, it, and certainly that's possible now too. Absolutely. You know? yeah. And at this stage, at least we have uh, that people can not only have it's legal to have it in recreational states, but it's also legal to grow it yourself. Right. Which is. This is so important, right? It's a huge thing because I'm so glad that the lawmakers are putting that in there Uh because they're they're turning their back on a lot of important things. But in that case, it's it's great that the individual can just... In New York, all the medical companies had gotten together and created a lobbying group to lobby against HomeGrow. So they would be the only ones allowed. As long as you have HomeGrow, almost nothing else matters. Because, like, then... 
ship it over state lines, figure that out whenever. I could always grow it in my basement. Charge us yeah. what you want yeah. for it. Yeah, can, I could still make it, make it for right. cheaply. Well, that's how that's laws that often change by societal <laughs> or cultural changes that, that precede it. People see that it's no longer a problem, it's no longer a crime, people are growing it in their uh -huh. house, uh -huh. and the laws become irrelevant at that point, right. you know, and that uh -huh. hopefully is something that can happen too. And it does seem like we're very close to it becoming federally legal. Uh, the States right. Act is really moving along, Absolutely. and at this point both sides are, are for it. Mm -hmm. um, and the Banking Act, I feel like the banks want this, right. and they, they have a lot of power. And so like to make a special carve out just for the banks, that's not really going to fly really. Like. They That's a big issue here, by yeah, the way, because yeah, yeah. you, if you mm -hmm. go into the post store, they, you They're can't use a credit card. Yeah, uh, and that's that's exactly now. Who who do you be feel changing. is behind that that sort of gulf between being able to use the credit cards or not? Uh, well, I think it's just a federally they can't be banking a federally illegal. Yeah, thing. it's just a crime mm -hmm. thing. Right, yeah, right, right. So right. if that changes, then they can start banking. I mean, like. I just don't think you should give a special carve out just for the banks to be able to deal with this illegal, federally illegal thing. It should be not federally illegal. Yeah. And the banks can do whatever right. they want. Isn't there like a credit union somewhere that has said, fuck it, we're going to uh, deal with pot businesses? Um, Didn't we say something about there's that a, on the there's show? There's a bank, there's, there's a, a group that is trying to start a bank actually uh, in California in order to do exactly this, to mm -hmm. bypass mm -hmm. The uh, the banking rules and just be a purely a pot bank, right? Basically, and uh, I don't know what the progress that. of that is, but that seems like a I kind mean, I of think a, you know again that doesn't deal with the the main issue that you're talking about. I think which is, it should be Breaking Bad showed us like you can't have an all cash business. It, the rats eat it. You know what I mean? Like you can't do it. <coughs> a mattress could catch on fire. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right, sure. All right, fellas. The wind, and lady. The wind is a Thank danger. Thank you, Elisa. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to go. We got to go right. to another break. We'll be back after this. Admit it, you think cybercrime is something that happens to other people. You may think that no one wants your data or that hackers can't grab your passwords or credit card details, but you'd be wrong. Stealing data from unsuspecting people on public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest and cheapest ways for hackers to make money. When you leave your internet connection unencrypted, you might as well be writing your passwords and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for the rest of the world to see. So if you want to take action and protect yourself from cyber criminals, use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, and tablet, and turning it on only takes one click. I feel safer using public Wi-Fi because ExpressVPN keeps me from being snooped on or having my personal data stolen. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash Doug. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash D-O-U-G for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash Doug to learn more. Hey! Very yeah. Wow, lively chat during the break. <laughs> Everybody's excited about Taylor Rizzo, the dad king of Southern California. Remember when Trump, with his machine. When they took that picture of Trump in Saudi Arabia when he was looking at that glowing ball? <laughs> That's what this thing is like right now. <laughs> it's a really fun, uh, 
fun item we've been using on the show uh, for people who want to do dabs. I don't know where you're at, Box Brown or Larry Charles, in this uh, uh, I love new world I'm of dabbing. Dab. I'm a virgin. Beyond joints and a pipe, I'm pretty much uh, um, a neophyte. Would that be fun for you to do your first dab ever on a live <laughs> internet show? <laughs> it's a, I, I, guess, I guess I'm here, right? So I, mean, yeah. I have to be open Winning to Rome. it. Yeah. Yeah. We, do we have like a cold towel or what What would we need? What would he need like a if pillow. it goes bad? A pillow? Yeah, do we have a cot? <laughs> <laughs> these chairs are pretty comfortable. How, with all fine. the flying you must have must do with all these projects that you shoot all over the world, yeah. uh, you must be able to fall asleep sitting up. Yeah, but not laying down. <laughs> wow, it's gotten it's flipped. You can yeah. only fly when yeah. you're on a plane. I'm bad, bad. Yeah, I mean, only sleep when you're on a plane. Yeah, yeah. because otherwise I'm in like a hotel room in Mogadishu, and you can't sleep in a room like that. You know, you oh, know that some see. shit's gonna happen. <laughs> you have to sleep with one eye open all the time. Yeah. Right. Sometimes I'm like good at sleeping on planes, and sometimes. Well, you sufficiently scared me about the dab, so I can tell you that. <laughs> you're talking about the most death-defying experience no. I've had. You're saying, well, this is kind of like that. Um, really right. fine. Yeah, no, I think you'd be able to handle it just fine, but I, you know, it, it might cause you to cough quite a bit. Okay. Uh, but watch all of us do it, and then you can. Right, there you go. I'll then do you it. can do yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, Taylor does one. We're all mortals. I mean, you know, I <laughs> should be able to live through it if you do. I think so. Let me list off some of uh, these generous This Patreon. would be ironic, though, if I did keel over right here. You'd have something. Oh, boy, would we have something. You'd have something really good, man. Uh, you thank almost you. want that to happen just because it would be so cool. Thank you, 420 Club members. Peter Filardo, Dan Kim, Stephen Hirsch. Hi all the time. <laughs> Someone's name on there. Dusty Weber, Tiffany Overton, Ben. Uh, Sean Warheim, Warheim uh, Timothy Hogan, and Brian O'Neill. Thank you to all you guys. For doing that, why are my cards all messed up? What'd you, Larry? What did you do? Oh, sorry, man. During, during the break, I was what kind of sneaky them. business. He did a card trick. I was just hiding something from myself, so it that's was why very I got impressive. It was. It was good. I was Thank blown you. away. Thank you. How'd that dab feel, Taylor? Right. Super. <laughs> Let me give her a go, please. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, this is where I'm at with dabbing, is that like when they're available, I do them. Like I don't have any kind of... How would you compare it to like a, a normal hit off of any of these other devices? I'd say it's like, it's like a big bong rip, rip that gets you there on the first one. Yeah, like you get high. It's a little more. It's a little you get more high like immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, which is also why it's good on a show like this to uh, do this with people who are already kind of high. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right, I right. think just doing a dab cold <coughs> might be a little even more jarring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, going but from zero know. to hundred. I don't know because I've never. I don't think I've ever done a dab where I wasn't already a little high. <laughs> <laughs> but where do you? Uh, uh, do I just press the button? Yeah, press the middle button again. That one? Yeah, let's see if it. And wait for it to go green. There we go. There you go. I'm so lame that you're gonna do everything. Yes. And I'll just inhale. That's all, all you right? gotta do. Yeah. Just and breathe. Then the big thing to remember is that at the, once you've taken it all in, you can blow it right out. You okay. Know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you don't no, have to hold nobody it. Nobody cares yeah, if you hold yeah, it. Yeah. That's right. good to know. Also. Yeah. Thank you. Here, oh, oh, here we go. We reload it. Um. <laughs> and the dab itself is what? What is a dab? Oh, so dab is a concentrated. Resin, basically. Okay, I'm okay. sick of describing. It <laughs> yeah. Like a sort of a ha almost a hash-like kind of. Uh, yes, but it's yeah. uh, so like there's hash still has a lot of that it. plant material mm -hmm. inside of it, right. so it's just a more refined process to mm -hmm. reduce any sort of plant fibers that's in it. It's just the the chemical extraction. And can you buy that in a dispensary? Dabs? Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Thank you. This yes, is absolutely. fascinating, by the way. Just like a little, so a little jar. I feel like I'm on like one of the Vice shows or something. <laughs> yeah. Those are great for that's great for travel, right there. It's so small and. I try to travel light. That's know, like a whole, that's not that thing, but oh. the dad's because it's like yeah. this. Oh, the dad's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good. Yeah. Right in the shade. Okay. I'm going to be on an episode of their show, the Vice show, Bong Appetit. Yeah. Nice. And it airs in a few weeks, and I'm just like, I'm dreading it because, like, the, you know, the people that are the judges on food shows, they always just like take a bite, maybe even have a spit bucket, you know, <laughs> in between takes or whatever. Like, they don't really eat the food, and they brought us big portions, and I was so high. Because they had a guy doing doing dabs just on the set, just a guy like, hey, <laughs> want a dab? And I was like, sure. And so then I get really high, and then the food starts coming, and the food was all delicious. So I think it's just going to be look funny on a food show. I mean, it's going to look like I'm really high yeah. because I just eat it all. I just could not stop eating it, and like you know, because also it takes a while. You know, before yeah. they move on to the next setup and the next item or whatever. So the plate's in front of you, so you just keep eating it until you've eaten, the, you know. How ended up they... eating a seven-course meal or something. And people are out vomiting in the parking lot later. That's what yeah, I didn't feel great out, after. Like, the milligram dosage of a whole meal in that, like, like all right, so the chicken is like whatever. Well, they didn't go, I don't think they, they go crazy. Yeah, I don't think really... they go crazy with the amounts because they right. don't want anybody to like, you know, because you, if you're eating a lot of food that has weed in it, it, it could cause you to throw up. Yeah, you know? It could make you sick. Right. They're using also, they're using different uh, formations, formulations of yeah, weed yeah. as well. They have crystallized stuff. And right. They have all kinds they also of... They also throw sometimes fresh CBD in gets involved, oh, like where it's yes, just exactly. like, you know, oh, exactly. you're not going to be high, ask, but you're going you're yeah. to feel better. Do you let people come I don't in? know how that works. <laughs> yeah. Do you let people come in here and just smoke CBD? I, we haven't done it, but I would love to I was saying, give you, that a whirl. You were like, like a CBD the, pen. The dude before, you were like, this guy can't, can't come on because he doesn't smoke weed, but what if he just smoked CBD? He could, but then that's probably also, he's probably just also not a smoker Smoke or right anything, yeah. you know? So just right. the act of smoking sure, would just sure. be weird and make right. them cough and feel bad about themselves, maybe. <laughs> but I don't know, yeah. I just, uh, if a, one time a guest came on and said, I've decided I don't want to smoke, and just, I, I don't ever look at the comments, but it was relayed to me right. that the viewers were very displeased. Right. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of like the whole So point, I don't right? want to bring yeah, that yeah. on someone. Yeah, yeah, I don't right, think it's right, fair to invite right. somebody mm -hmm. somewhere where they're sort of going to get kind of internet ambushed right. That's true. by a bunch yeah. of dickheads who, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, are just there to, they're just having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just having their version of fun. Yeah. <laughs> just being mean you know? to strangers. I mean, I think that's part of the reason to watch it live is to comment. Sure. Yeah, you know? for sure. Again, part of the show. That's it definitely is. part it of is. the fun of yeah. the U YouTube in general, is yeah, feeling yeah. comments. Yeah. And, and I'm sure some of the comments are funny, but I'm also, it's just a meanness to it that I can't. Yeah, the ratio yeah. is off. I can't yeah. look at it. Especially, yeah, yeah. I don't want to look at them saying mean things about my guests or yeah. anybody yeah. else involved in the Anything. show. Anything. You don't want to become self-conscious about what you're mean. doing. That's what happens, because they're pointing out every weakness. You know, yeah. and you're like, listen, I, I have to deal with myself. I just to relax and smoke weed with people and see what happens. And then back share off. it. Yeah. Yeah. Just back off a little. Mostly get to see it for free, and you can fast forward through the commercials. There I think. you are. This is already for me. Pro tip. And when it goes green, it's good to hit. Cool. There you go. And you just pull that little. You can pull yeah, it you on don't and have off. To, it's fun. Uh, it's showy. Yeah, it makes you look like you know what you're doing. It does feel exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. nice. Right. You get the nice, that's another thing, you get the flavor, I think, really strongly with dabs. Uh-huh, okay, you know, good. When you're smoking. And purple means what, it's empty? Uh, yeah, purple's just the base color when it's okay. just back got to normal. It. Got it. 
There's a lot to remember, man. It's like <laughs> yeah. Oh, and there's smart, so many smart of these. Smoking. A lot of times when you know somebody says let's do dabs, somebody brings brings out like a blowtorch. Blow yeah. Right, right. And like, so that's very intimidating, but right. you know also uh, the same this result is, as this. But this is really a nice way to do. This it. can be a different kind of intimidating though, mm -hmm. where you're like, what? I guess Sorry, all the electronics like, you know, and people are yeah. yeah. paraphernalia. People are just so into paraphernalia in all cultures, you know. Yeah. Let's get the plugs in because we're almost done. We have a hard out at the end of the show, so I, I want to make sure that I say. Hard out for me, I think. Larry <laughs> Charles's <laughs> Dangerous World of Comedy is streaming now on Netflix. Thank you. And, uh, oh, we forgot to talk about it. Alicia saw some of it. Yeah, she was into it. Did you like it? I love yeah. it. It's great. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, but but by when I say some of it, it's because it's hard. It's hard to watch. Yeah. It's I can't believe you did it. Um, <laughs> me either. It's, it's hard for me to believe it. You know, I don't know what I was thinking. You seem too chill to be doing something yeah. so intentionally I smoking, I'll tell you that. dangerous. I was very sober. Yeah. Oh, and uh, so the book is called Cannabis: The Illegalization of Weed in America by Box Browns, gentlemen, right here, and it's a nonfiction graphic novel about weed. You can get it now. He brought me a Weed Limit 69 shirt. I'm very excited to have. If it doesn't fit me, I'll give it away on the show soon. And um, you live in Philadelphia, though, right? Yep. Would you, would you would it be fun for you to be on Doug Loves Movies? Heck yes, it would be fun. Oh, let's to be do it. I'm going to be in Philadelphia in a few weeks. Let's do in it. In June. In June. Let's do it. So I'll, I'll get to you about that. Um, <laughs> cool. Did Larry dab yet? No. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, ready? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Big finish. I like this. All right. I when got it's in green, all it's the ready. plugs okay. and everything. And I'll pull this thing off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you want to sit here and dab with us, all it takes is winning an auction at Parkcastathon this there weekend. Look at him go. <laughs> Let's keel over. Larry Charles. Good. Died with his cowboy hat on. <laughs> <laughs> he died sort of in the saddle. Yes. All right. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Alicia. Yeah, Thank course. you, everybody on the crew. Thank you to Larry and Box. Bye-bye. Learning to play an instrument can be discouraging, especially when your only option is traditional lessons that can be too rushed, pressured, and expensive. With Musician, you can learn guitar, piano, ukulele, bass, or singing at your own home, at your own pace, and for a fraction of the price of traditional lessons. Become the musician you always wanted to be. Visit musician.com Doug to try Musician with a 20% discount using code D-O-U-G.